Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G. Stryker, coming to you from Hershey, Pennsylvania, where I will be working in Harrisburg tomorrow. But I'm here for the cast. It's been a couple weeks since I've been on vacation. Happy to hear from you guys. Hope everybody's doing well. But some cool things have been happening with Steelers since we've been gone and during this past week. Number one being the Steelers signing linebacker Jameer Jones to a one-year contract, which provides some good depth for us. Remember, he's the guy that we we kept on the roster the same year that we drafted Roche. Now we have Jones and Roche on the roster at the same time. So it's going to be interesting to see how these guys interact moving forward. Um, Also, we had Omar Khan give a nice interview at the Combine today. Guys, this is your show, too. I'm going to be going to you guys because I've missed you guys, especially Michael Hall of Fame. We are live. Let's go, Striker. Woo! Welcome back, boss. Thank you so much, Michael. Uh, let me know if you got any questions or concerns about coming up on the season, too. Let's go, Steelers. Thanks, Donald. Good to hear from you, too, man. Always good. Um, so regarding Cam Sutton, um, Omar was asked about Cam Sutton today. He said verbatim, we think very highly of Cam and conversations have commenced. We'll see where it goes. Just like all of our other free agents, everything is on the table. And that was directly from Mr. Khan himself. But from all the things that we're hearing, they're in open negotiations. Currently, Cam is technically a free agent now because his contract told a week ago. So good to hear about them in conversations. And he is committed. He already said he's committed about being a Pittsburgh Steeler. He understands that we're already paying Hayward. He understands we're already paying Watt. He understands we're already paying Fitzmagic in the backfield. So that puts him in a spot where he goes, I'd like to get paid a little bit more, but I don't expect to be the highest paid player at my position. And that's exactly where we need him to be. If he can come in anywhere around 10 mil or less, I say it is a deal for the Pittsburgh Steelers, much like the deal that Deontay Johnson gave them, which a lot of people don't give you credit for, Mr. Deontay, but I do, absolutely do. Um, also stated, um, strong words regarding the Calvin Austin third today. Um, we, ex- we are expecting great things from Calvin Austin. And that is big because obviously we didn't get to see much of him last season. Um, Omar Khan also um, clear on the potential for Alex Highsmith's extension. We don't like those guys to go. Speaking of very good productive draftees that we've had, we've retained Watt. We've retained Highsmith. So we've retained Deontay Johnson. You show you can play when you're drafted on this team nine times out of 10, except for that crazy year when the cap went backwards and we had to get rid of everybody in that great draft with Connor and Juju. Um, Juju being one of the few people we kept, um, but then Watt as well. But that's what happens sometimes, but it's good to hear that they want to retain their talent. And that's what builds great football teams. Um, also, Do- uh, uh, Dolly Simeon as well. Um, said not many changes in the draft process. Andy Wydell and the scouting department helped get set the board. Then Khan, Mike Tomlin, and Art Rooney decide the picks. So it's a process, a lot of people involved, and we're looking forward to seeing how that board's going to be set by Omar Khan and this, or sorry, by Andy Wydell and the scouting department. Um, Omar Khan also giving out a ton of love today for Mitchell Trubisky. I don't know how you guys are feeling about that, but a lot of you guys were saying, like, how are we going to keep Mitch? I got the questions for that for the podcast last week. 
uh, with the Steelers mistreating Mitch. And they're, they're not mistreating him because not only does he feel like he's a part of this team and helping to Kenny Pickett to grow, he still went down in Florida with Pickett and with all the receivers to start getting this team ready for this year. He's a team player. He understands his role within the team. And I think he may be happy to be a backup. He'd have to take a pay cut. We may stretch it out over a few years, four years, give him a big signing bonus and low salary because that's the way to do it. That's how you restructure him and you keep him here for a long time as a backup, hopefully in or around or under five mil a season because that would make sense, at least in my opinion. Uh, how are you guys saying? Mike, oh, how was your vacation and how was your Valentine's Day? Completely forgot about Valentine's Day because we were flying on Valentine's Day to Orlando, Florida for our week-long Disney vacation. <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't have to do much planning for that at all. My One of my best friends, his wife is a planner and an agent for Disney. She did everything for us. Um, you know, my wife handled all the day-to-day -day plans, scheduling, getting us on the bus at the right time, setting the rides for us to ride that day, setting our schedule for the day. I didn't have to do much. I relaxed with my daughter, you know, made sure she was having fun, paid for the food, paid for the vacation. That's all I had to do. But I had a good time, especially at Galaxy's Edge. A ton of fun in Galaxy's Edge. Rode the Millennium Falcon, rode the uh, Rise of the Resistance. That ride is insane. Absolutely insane. Had a blast. Loved Epcot, loved that aspect too. Had a good time over at um, Magic Kingdom on my daughter's 10th birthday. And then we did um, Animal Kingdom on Monday, but it was a madhouse because it was President's Day and everybody was there. But other than that, we had a great time, a really good time. Uh, Donald, that would really help, right? <laughs> Robert, how you doing there, Cooley? Uh, do they still break speed records getting their pick in? Um, probably not, Robert. I completely anticipate this group being a little bit more savvy. We may be quick at getting in that first pick. And that's just because with four quarterbacks going before we draft at 17, we're having close, probably one of the players on our board in the top 10 is going to fall to us, especially if a fifth quarterback ends up going before we draft. Like that would be the best possible scenario ever. I am going to be rooting for a quarterback going high. Five quarterbacks go high. We're getting a top 10 pick flat out because everybody's needs are different. They're going to drop us down the board. Somebody might take a tight end, which we're not drafting in the first round. Somebody might take a running back that we're not drafting in the first round. Those types of picks we cheer for because it means we're going to get a great pick when it's our time at 17. But here's the point at least for not being able to run to the podium here, Robert. First pick, day two, number 32, which is normally a first-round draft pick. Steelers have to wait 23 hours, or probably 20, about 20 hours, before they can run to the podium, unless they have somebody sleeping underneath the podium on the night before with the, with the card curled up with the card underneath the podium, which I doubt they're going to do. I can fully expect the Steelers to get an insane range of offers for the first pick in the second round because that is a very highly um, uh, sought-after pick. This may bank to dropping a couple spaces and banking a pick for next year in the first or second round by dropping back some spaces in the second round because it's that high of a pick. Because all the people that missed their guys in the first round are going to be like, oh gosh, that guy's still there. He's a first rounder. How are we going to get that? We got to check with the Steelers, see if they'll move back. Steelers are going to be fielding a lot of offers between day one and day two. And I fully expect, I fully expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to take up an offer and trade back for the first time in years to bank some picks, maybe also picking up a fifth or a sixth rounder, which we currently do not have either of. So this, it'll be a very interesting situation to see how they parlay that and how Omar Khan and his ability to utilize statistics and numbers to hopefully bank us a pick for next year in the first either day, day, uh, day one, which would be ideal. If we can get a first round draft pick out of that exchange for next year, I take it. 
And that's what you do. You say, you say, we'll bank the first rounder because a first round pick translates to a second rounder. And that same year is the same thing as a first round pick the following year. That's just how the way the, the trades are metered. So if we can bank a first round pick and get a fifth or sixth out of it too, that is a big win in the draft. And then of course, exchanging slots. That would be huge. Absolutely huge. Steelers would still get two second round picks if they can make it work that way. So I do expect it being a little different this time. Uh, Mitch will be a good veteran backup and they can draft Clayton Toon. Honestly, I've been seeing a lot of mocks starting to throw in Toon in the fifth, sixth rounds um, or even seventh as being a possibility for the Steelers to pick up a good backup quarterback. And the Steelers do need to draft a quarterback because they only have two on the roster. Unless they pick up a vet, they've got to figure out what they're going to do. And it's either going to be picking up an undrafted rookie free agent or bringing somebody into the draft. Toon would be a good fit in this system. And I know you'd be happy as hell for that too, man. Uh, Donald, that's awesome. Awesome, Donald. Michael Hall, I'm scrolling around Facebook, checking out Steelers groups, and I keep seeing that we could be trading a third pick to the Bucks. If we get, and we get Mike Evans, not sure if you heard about that, but I want to hear your thoughts. I'll, I will tell you exactly my thoughts because the problem is these people throwing out weird trades don't understand the makeup of football teams. So this is the way it's going to be, Michael. If we bring in a guy like Mike Evans, that means that person is starting over George Pickens because in our system, Mike Evans is a Z receiver. Tall, extends the field, body can, can uh, get open deep. These He's a Z receiver. The way we stayed as a receiver, because Deontay Johnson is a way better route runner than he is, Evans would be getting open deep. And I don't think there's anybody on Steeler Nation that wants to see George Pickens sitting on the bench next year behind Evans. To me, the the trade just doesn't make sense. I'm not going to call it dumb because every thought has some validity. Just something to think about. I just don't see that as being a fit. It doesn't make sense in the way the Steelers utilize receivers unless you want to see George Pickens being a backup. And I sure as hell do not want to see George Pickens being a backup. Sure, you guys don't either. Um, Also, what do we have down here? Um, Omar Khan said he also loves Mitch Trubisky would like to sign Trubisky and keep him around long term, including beyond next season. So that's going to be pretty interesting, especially with Kenny Pickens getting a couple concussions here this past year, um, which is a, a big concern, which Omar Khan brought up as well. We have to have good backups in place in case someone gets in case Kenny gets injured, um, because two concussions is a concern. One happens, two is a concern. I'm happy you didn't get a third. I really am. Because that could start to really affect a starting quarterback and how it goes in that respect. Um, so uh, also uh, another thing noted about, um, uh, um, well, I guess Omar Khan now, he hasn't really talked about that yet now. Now, so yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Omar can do in his first year because he's always been the guy that takes care of the numbers, you know, being the financial guy, being an assistant GM, made his way up through the system. Fortunately, he understands delegation, utilizing uh, Andy Wydell heavily in the draft process. I will actually be a little surprised if Andy Wydell is not in the draft war room. I'm stating it now. I expect Andy Wydell to also be in the war room with Khan, with Tomlin, um, and with Rooney. I expect that to be a full room. Obviously, with the offensive D coordinator, um, you know, you're going to have Austin and Canada in that room as well. Um, but picks are always here's the board. These are the top guys in this spot that we have. And they look at those top four guys and they go, okay. Where's the draft heavy? Where's the draft light? Should we take this guy earlier because they're not ready? Because these guys are all ranked about the same. And that's not what happens. They say BPA all the time, but they're not taking a quarterback. They're not taking a running back. 
They're not taking Well, nobody takes fullbacks anymore in the first round. Depends how it plays out, but a couple of those positions the Steelers have no need for. No need for running back, no need for quarterback in the first round. No need for, honestly, at 17, I think guard is a waste of a pick. That's me personally. I don't think you touch a guard until 20 because you get great guards from 20 to that 32 range. You get fantastic guards. No reason to reach for a guard at 17. You can fall back a little bit, which might happen too. I mean, we talked about that a little earlier, Cooley. Um, so I could see the Steelers, if they have a guard they love, I hope for hell that they trade back four or five, four spots, five spots to get that same guard that's going to be there at 2021 that would be there at 17, but 17 just isn't the value to take a guard, in my opinion. And it and still have to wait till the completion of the combine, understand the spark um metrics for a lot of these. Outside linebackers, inside linebackers, cornerbacks, wide receivers. They're all going to be fluctuating here now once we start getting their numbers in from the combine. Same thing with quarterbacks. We might get that fifth quarterback rocketing past us at 17, which would make me happy as hell. Would love five quarterbacks being drafted. Absolutely would love that. Uh, Michael, I'm excited for my second ever draft party hosted by you in the next coming weeks. My first time watching was very fun and enjoyable. Hopefully this one is just as fun as the last one. Can't wait. Yeah, and I, I, it was a comedy of errors on these uh, the draft parties because I remember the first one, I was working. I barely got in right before the draft started, and we had Highsmith kicking off the draft that year um, with us. So I, like, if I wasn't there on time, it was like, oh, it would have sucked. I guess that was year th- – yeah, no, he was two years prior. That was when we drafted him because he was on for the – when he was drafted. Um, like Leah, last year, I barely made it on the air be- because I was working ahead of it and worked longer than I should have. Sec day two, I think I got a flat tire and I had to start the draft show, uh, an hour late, I think, or a half hour late. Oh man. It, it was, it was a comedy of errors last year. Hopefully fingers crossed. I will be on the air, ready to roll half an hour before each draft on each night to go over our needs before the draft starts. Then we start taking on your comments and questions and just having a great conversation like Michael Hall was a part of last year. That's how he got his name. That's how we made him Mike Hall, Mike Hall of Fame after his great commentary on uh, <laughs> Mel Kuyper on how, <laughs> how he's a cross between, uh, oh, geez, oh, which, which I, always get, I always get the one, Ch- Charlie Sheen and Count Chocula. <laughs> That's just the best most perfect visual of Mel Kuyper you will ever get. The way his quaffed hair is with Charlie Sheen. Absolutely love it and spot on, man. Thank you so much for the comedy that keeps returning dividends year after year. Uh, Robert C., got to keep that Pickens to Pickens combo. Absolutely. Because it rolls off the tongue way better than Pickett to Evans. <laughs> I Yeah, that that's, a, that's some, something somebody threw out there. Um, I've got to think of like, there's no wide receiver right now that I would even consider uh, picking up through a trade. There, zero, that's not going to happen. Steelers are low in their trades. We're rebuilding this team. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty big deal right now, at least, too, trying to get to the aspect of solidifying the wide receiver core, which we've already drafted two of them. Um, it's just, if, if Calvin Austin can stay healthy, great. If not, we're probably drafting another wide receiver might be the second, second rounder or the third rounder. I would not be surprised at all. If the Steelers end up grabbing a wide receiver day two, it's what we do. It's, it's our MO, but there are some free agent wide receivers that I actually like. Um, I'm grabbing the wide receivers right now. I'm looking to see who is live and active. Um, I know I like DJ Chark. I think he'd be an excellent slot receiver for us. Um, I also really like, uh, well, Julio Jones. He's ancient now, like 33 coming into the season. Um, he'd be good for a year. I would love him for a year. Pringle, somebody I'd think about uh, getting him in. Uh, I'd love to have Juju back, but he's out of our market share. He is too expensive. Jarvis Landry. There's a guy I'd bring in. Excellent root runner. Could work in the slot. Could play the X if anything happens to DJ. That's a guy I would like to bring in as well. 
And these guys are all available. These are guys we don't have to give up draft picks to get. So there are options out there. So when I hear somebody saying, go ahead and trade for Evans, I'm like, there's plenty of good receivers on this board that we don't even have to trade for. So I'm not worried about that aspect at all yet. <laughs> Some of you guys other might be, but uh, I am not. I don't think that's going to happen yet. Um, Nathan Smith, offensive tackle or cornerback first round more likely. Out of those two, those are two great calls. By the way, Nathan, I, th I think you're spot on on needs and value. Like this might be one of the rare times that the Steelers have access to either a shutdown corner or a franchise left tackle. Reason why Steelers don't have any left tackles in the Hall of Fame, we're drafting at the back of the, of, of the uh, drafts because we've been winning Super Bowls and making playoffs and winning records. That's why we don't have a shot usually at shutdown corners or offensive tackles. If you're asking me who we get, or who is going to be more likely to drop. I think offensive tackle actually has a shot of dropping this year. Um, there's some good teams ahead of us that have tackles that need quarterbacks that don't have uh, tackles that need quarterbacks. Um, that's going to cause the tackles to drop. And there's three studs, three absolute studs in this draft that should be top tenors, but I know they're going to fall out. Um, at least two of them are going to fall out of top 10. Shutdown corner though, that's just that's tough. That's a tough. I, I just think that this year is a little deeper in franchise left tackles than shutdown corners. So if you're going to ask me for to pick between one or the other, I am going to say offensive tackle on this one, and that's an excellent question. It's a tough one. You, you have me on the spot there, Nathan. A great question. I appreciate you for bringing it up, man. I love these questions. Um, Michael Hall, Pickett to Pickens needs to be a shirt already. Will probably sold out winning within five hours. Hell, I'll buy it. How about Pickett, Pickens, Pigeons? <laughs> I want all three on a shirt. That is the shirt I want to wear for the vidcasts and the podcast. Pickett, Pickens, Pigeons. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Pigeons, man. Those guys always trip me out. Absolutely one of my heart. All the things. Robert, you're with me too. Would love Jarvis Landry as a possession receiver. Phenomenal possession receiver. Guy does not drop the ball. Uh, makes the tough catches. Extremely good route runner. Not as quick as DJ. And of course, getting toward the end of his career. But I think at this point in his career, it's going to be a little cheaper. Let's see what his numbers for. I want to look up his numbers because he was fairly inexpensive last year. Uh, three mil last year. New Orleans paid him $3 million for a one-year salary. If he's available for three mil, I sign him. Absolutely sign him. That is a no-brainer in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get a guy that good. And, and that's the way I felt about uh, Julio Jones as well. But Julio Jones is more of an X guy. I mean, I like, I like Julio Jones. I think he could play slot in our system. He's more of an X guy. He's very injury prone. The problem with putting him at slot would probably mean he'd get a little bit more injured and probably wouldn't be as available. So that aspect of it, probably going to have to knock myself out on that. Uh, Jay's with me as well. He said offensive tackle as well. Yeah, it takes a lot of thinking to see who will be there at that spot. But you never know. If the top corner drops there in that spot, you got to take it. You got to take it. <laughs> uh, Brian, Juju's a free agent. Do we bring him home or pass? That's the heart. Our heart, that's that's our girlfriend that left us, guys. We loved we loved Juju with all of our heart, but our girlfriend went to another guy, Kansas City. One is and, and that guy gave her a ring. He's he's wearing that ring from Kansas City. Guy doesn't need to come back to his old old boyfriend anymore. He's doing just fine on his own, dancing around, getting rings. <laughs> Juju knows what he's doing. And the problem is. He played himself into a pay raise. So much so that right now, over here on Spotrack um, or Spotrack, however you pronounce it, I have no idea how they pronounce this crap. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster, his market value right now, currently, 
Oh, and it didn't pop up. 14.6 mil. That is completely out of the range for the Pittsburgh Steelers to pick up because he would be a luxury pick. We already have two great receivers, DJ Pickens. We have some potential with Austin, probably going to draft another slot, maybe bring in a vet. But if we're bringing in a vet, they have to be a cheaper vet. 14 and a half is too much for us. And he deserves every cent. He should be pushing close to 20 mil because that's what they're paying receivers now. I wouldn't be surprised to see him win a ring, see him being part of that final drive and being how impactful he was on that final drive. Some team paying him that Kirk money, 20 mil, 22 mil. Wouldn't surprise me at all. But I'll tell you one thing he's not going to do, not going to play for 9 mil for the Steelers because that's what they'd offer him, 8 to 9 mil. And he is just not an 8 to 9 mil wide receiver anymore. He deserves a big payday, lots of years. Rack it up, Juju. Keep dancing on TikTok. We'll enjoy you. We'll root for you. We'll cheer for you. But you're not going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, at least in the next contract, in my opinion. Uh, Jay, Fournette on the free agent list. Yeah, uh, Leonard Fournette is, is on there, I believe, for running backs. Let's take a look at the running backs. There was a couple that I really liked um, on this list. So I'm going to go back here quickly and uh, grab it. So we're on the same page. Update. Um, Saquon Barkley, way out of our price range, as well as Hunt, Jamal Williams, Jake, Josh Jacobs, uh, Mark Ingram. These guys are not going to be anywhere near our price value. Mozart. Um, there's a couple guys that I did like that I mentioned on my cast. Miles Sanders, way out. Oh, gosh, I'd love to have that guy, too. Um, maybe it was... Well, Dearness Johnson's going to be affordable. 2.6 mil is what they're projecting him to be. Um, Carolina, yeah, I don't think Foreman's going to be in our price range at all. Mozart might be, actually. Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, Deontay Foreman's going to be, it's, he's right now slated at 3.4 mil for annual salary. That is definitely a comfortable range from Carolina. From Miami, Raheem Mozart also being at 2.2 mil. And this is a very productive, these are very productive quarterback or running backs, I'm sorry, in their respective slates, which they'd be a third running back on our team. 820 yards, three touchdowns for, for Mozart, 914 yards, five touchdowns for Freeman, or Foreman, sorry, Foreman out of uh, Carolina. Very, very affordable guys. The other guys are going to be a bit out of our price range. Um, there was the one other guy that I like to see too down here. Uh, do, 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 do. yeah, these are good ones too. David Montgomery from, from Chicago. What's he rated at? Oh, 7.2. He's definitely out for being a third back. Not looking at him. Singletary 5.5 mil, probably a little bit too rich as well from Buffalo. Um, Damien Harris. I didn't like as much. Oh, this is the guy I like too. Uh, Alexander Madison from Minnesota. I mentioned him on the podcast last week. Being a $2.2 million guy out of Boise State a couple years back. Five touchdowns, 283 yards rushing. Uh, I think he's got, yeah, rush yards. Receiving yards, he's at. Got to come back down to him to give me a second. Minnesota. Not a lot of receiving yards. Eight receiving yards off of one catch. Um, or sorry, 91 receiving yards. Sorry, yeah, he's, he's, he's done a decent job. Um, so this is a guy you could definitely bring in as a third back at a good market. Benny Snell Jr. being available. That's a guy not, we're not going to pay for. <laughs> now, uh, Tony Pollard was a guy that's 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns for Dallas. He's going to be paid this year, though. Nine mil is what his forecast is this season. He deserves every cent. Uh, guy's a good player. Uh, James Robinson also out of the Jets. 400 and some odd yards rushing, three touchdowns. 3.8 mil, anything under 4 mil is definitely fair game for a veteran running back. But with the Steelers having a solid number one and number two, Steelers might just go, since, since we only need a third, let's draft one. We don't need to grab a vet. We don't need to spend vet money. We can spend undrafted rookie free agent money. Like they got lucky with with Warren. That was a, a diamond in the rough, guys. 
best undrafted rookie free agent running back since Willie Parker. And uh, loved that pickup tremendously. Uh, Michael Hall, Paris Campbell gets Hind for, for cheap price. Cole Hardman has the ability to make explosive plays. Darius Slayton can boost wide receiver depth. And first four seasons with Giants had over 720 receiving yards. Definitely. There's definitely some really good options for slot guys that we can bring in. And, and those are great ones. Thank you very much for letting me know those ones too, uh, Michael Hall. Uh, the unholy trinity, pickings, picking pigeons. Love it. Rolls right off the tongue in Pittsburgh. It's a quadrilateral. <laughs> Nathan Smith, dream draft. Broderick Jones at 17. Florida offensive guard at 32. Cam Smith at 49. Love it. Love it. Absolutely love that draft because that gives us the big offensive tackle first. That gives us the guard in a spot where I'd love to take a guard at 32. And you're getting the top guard at 32. Cam Smith rolling that out with it with a skill position player there. I'm, I'm very, I'd be very happy with that. Absolutely very happy. Uh, George, what do you think about drafting a tight end this high and, and tight end group? I love the big body 12 personnel and Connor plays more of a slot which I know is kind of the same. Um, yeah, and I mentioned also a couple tight ends are available in free agency for being a player to bring in as a blocking tight end, as a second tight end. Uh, one of those guys being Jesse James is available this year, guys, <laughs> which I thought was super interesting. Um yeah, Irv Smith is going to be paid from Minnesota this year. He's being rated at 10 mil. Uh, Jordan Atkins, yeah, what do you have? Three, it looks like uh, three touchdowns, 425 yards. What's he coming in as a market value? 2.6 mil. That's a good guy to bring in from, from the Texans. Uh, Jordan Atkins, and he might be devalued a bit because he played for Houston and they were so terrible, but that's a great blocking back that can also give you some receiving threat out of the backfield. And this is just if we don't sign Gentry. Gentry's my guy. I want to sign Gentry. And Gentry now has a market value. Oh, no, that's Foster Moreau, 9 mil. Sorry. D clicked on the wrong guy. But Gentry had less receiving yards than, than uh, Jordan Atkins. Less touchdowns, obviously, with zero. Um, so if Atkins is coming in at 2.2, Gentry might be around a million to keep, which I'd be happy as hell to keep him, giving a slight pay raise, keeping it together. I think he's a good part. He's been progressing well and learning in the system well. I'd be really happy. And he's been, he was one of the people, I think he's my number three pick for uh, retainees this season for the Steelers. Number one being Cam, of course, Cam Sutton being first, Spillane being second. Uh, and then I wanted um, Gentry third. So those are the guys I want to bring back this year. Get back to your questions here as soon as I find the right window. Where am I at? Where am I at? There we are. <laughs> Jay coming back to you. Uh, Mozart still has them wheels. Yeah, he does. And he's going to get paid this year. I think he's a bit out of our uh, price range for this season. Uh, Brian Davis, Miles Sanders is a, a local guy, went to Woodland Hills. He is a stud. We bring in running back. It will, it will be a cut casualty or undrafted rookies. Yeah, I, I think I, I agree. I think it's going to be a, a, a veteran minimum guy, a low vet guy, one mil or less or undrafted rookie free agent to make this roster. I think we might bring in both. We might sign a vet before training camp with no signing bonus, bring in an undrafted rookie free agent, let him battle it out to see who's number three without Snell there battling with him. Claude Bishop, good evening, everyone. What's up, Striker? What's up, Claude? Welcome to the show, man. Let us know if you got any questions or comments, man. I always love to hear from you. Uh, Brian, we are definitely movers in the draft. I think Multiple trades with players involved. Also, that's interesting, Brian. I'd love to hear what players that you think either the Steelers are looking to get or looking to give up to get draft picks. Because this is an ex this is at least an aspect of the draft that I haven't gotten into a conversation yet about. So if you guys have some ideas on that, start throwing that up. That'll be interesting to talk about. Uh, Michael Hall. I feel like a little kid in the candy store. All these big names and different positions in free agency and you have to select possibly a few to sign if we have the money or if it's worth it. Hard to pick. And guys, I've got a free agent pickup. I don't know if you listened to my podcast last week. If you did, 
I gave you the free agent pickup that we can make that makes our defense, turns it from a top 10 defense to the number one defense in the league. What position is that, striker? It's grabbing inside linebacker. And we all know that, um, who is it? Warren's available now from, uh, just got cut. I think he'd be great to bring in. He's going to be very expensive. But the guy I want to bring in is a different Edmonds, Tremaine Edmonds. He's going to cost just about as much as Miles Jack. So if we cut Miles Jack, if we bring in Edmonds, we're cutting Miles Jack because that's the money exchange. Money in, money out. We get a better player. And this is the first time the Steelers lock down a great player at inside linebacker. We've been throwing money at good players that might have been good years ago, like Schobert, Jack. They didn't pan out in our system. Jack might do better when he's healthy. He led the Steelers in tackles all time in history. Most tackles of any Steeler the first seven weeks of the season. That's the way it worked out with him. Interesting stat. That's why I got it locked in up here. If he's healthy for a full season, he might be a monster. But does not have the coverage ability that Edmonds has. That's a guy I want to see the Steelers steal from Buffalo. And I think that makes this defense a number one defense. Because it really doesn't matter who we pair in on the other side of Edmonds, whether it's Spillane, which I highly anticipate the Steelers signing Spillane, whether it's Robinson, who can lock it down on the offside, because we've done that before with a super hyper-athletic inside linebacker and a massive tackling inside linebacker. When we did it, when we had Shazier and Vince, Vince Williams on the other side, shooting that A-gap better than any inside linebacker we've ever had. Absolutely monster at at shooting the A-gap for those blitzes, those sacks. Loved watching Vince play. That's what I want to see. And if we can do that with all the disrupting on the offensive line with Hayward, with the disruption of Highsmith and Watt on the edges, if we're solid across all four linebacker positions, that's when this defense hums. And that is what's going to make us the best defense possible is when we get a a true shutdown athletic off-ball linebacker that can play and, and help out in the run. And that is Edmonds. So... We'll have to see. We'll have to see how that one shakes out. That's why I want to see who the other one was. Yeah, I didn't see it there. Either way, not a big, not not as big. Claude, dream draft would be Christian Gonzalez with the 17 pick. Ika I, I from Baylor with the 32nd pick and a great old lineman with the 49th pick. I'm not as up with the draft to understand which, which positions they play. Guys, throw down which positions these players play because otherwise I'd just be lying saying I know everyone. I don't. It's not draft time yet. It's not past the combine. I start locking into the draft a little bit more and free agency. Obviously, I'm, I'm super high on free agency right now. Know the free agent guys in and out. And that's something we can always do. Mark Malone first, Yincast. Lol, welcome to the show, Mark. And please let me know if you got any questions, comments. That's what we do on the show. It's a conversation with all of our best friends that all love the Steelers. And funny enough, we get players from other teams or or fans from other teams that come in and ask us questions about our team. And I love that too. We are an open space. I don't rip you for any of your opinions. We'll talk about it. I'm really good about not doing that. I'm not your local Pittsburgh media that just calls you stupid and dumb and what dumb question. I I don't do that crap on the show. I will hear it. I will give it some thought. I will say I might agree with it or not agree with it. And I'll tell you how I go with it. Like we talked about the Mike Evans trade earlier, which I didn't think was a good trade. I just don't think it's a good trade. Don't think I don't see it happening at all. <laughs> but welcome to the cast. Welcome to the show. We hope to see you for, here for a long time because most of the people here that you see with the comments popping up are people that have been here for a long time. So welcome to the cast and welcome to the family. Love to see that, Mark. Uh, Robert C, any safeties you would consider at 32 um, or 49 if they are BPA? I did look at some safeties. Let me, I, I think I got to grab my, um, go back to my drive to grab which one I, I drafted. Oh, yep, I did. I actually um, mocked some safeties on the Friday. So if you guys want to go back, steelernation.com, 
and just listen to the to the uh, vidcast from Friday. It's 20 minutes. It's quick. And I'm talking about all of the draft stuff early within the first five, eight minutes. So what I said is the Steelers and all the drafts and the mock drafts essentially are not taking safety seriously. It's the only position we don't have a starter on. There's nobody there that can start. We have out of five safeties that we had on the roster, we only have two. We've got Fitzpatrick, who's a monster, starting free safety. And we've got uh, Killebrew, who's a special teamer, not even a starter. We need it. We had it with Carl Joseph, KZ, and Edmonds all being free agents this offseason. I'm hoping they bring back KZ and Carl Joseph because they're way cheaper than Edmonds. And you can't pay everybody. But draft-wise, these are the guys I like, Cooley. Number one, Brian Branch out of Alabama. 90 tackles, 14 TFLs, seven passes broken up, two interceptions, and he's punt return capable. Love it when they get to throw in a little bit more of this stuff. And it looks like he's going to be right there around the 17 pick. Probably going to be the top safety in the draft. That is a guy I I, I severely think about. Um, decent size. He's six six foot, six one guy. Good size, not great size. Um if we want to get down to some taller people, Antonio Johnson is 6'3 from Texas A&M. Um, 79 tackles, eight and a half TFLs, six passes broken up and no interceptions. But he's being drafted on his size potential. And he had no real stats last year. The, the stats that I wrote read off were from junior year, from two years ago. He was banged up last year. He's being drafted on his size and speed potential only. But... Chris Smith from Georgia, he's more of a free safety and he's short. Don't want him. Jordan Battle is a guy we've also talked about from Alabama, the other side from Branch. Looks like he's going to fit more of a free safety role as well, um, but he's got good size and speed. Um, 71 tackles is still a good amount of tackles for a, uh, a safety, but the guy that I would like to get in the second round, J.L. Skinner. Six foot four, 220 pound monster out of Boise State. 65 tackles, five passes broken up, four INTs. His junior year, he had 92 tackles, two forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, seven TFLs, five passes broken up, and two interceptions. Though, if we don't get one early, I would honestly see us going after your guy, Owens, out of Houston. Later in the draft, I see him being mocked around the uh, seventh round, sixth round, a lot of these drafts. He'd be a great pickup as well later in the draft, and I would love to see the Steelers doing something like that if they don't bring back the lower guys like Carl Joseph in free agency. That would be that would be a move that I'd like the Steelers to make. Uh, Brian Davis, I think we bring in corner via draft trade at 32. We also, okay, bring in a corner via a draft trade at 32. So swapping somebody's corner for our 32 pick. And we also get back a fifth and sixth pick. Okay. If it's a great shutdown corner, I would honestly consider that. Especially if it's somebody that we can make work in our system. Not going to hold my breath on Jalen Ramsey because he's he's too expensive to be on this team with all these other guys. Unless they paid his salary. They'd have to take the majority of his salary for him to fit on this team. Absolutely would have. Uh, Mitch isn't going anywhere. He is our number two. I think we're taking an offensive tackle and a center. I think we've needed a center for a couple years now. And we still haven't drafted a pure center. I don't know why we keep drafting guards that we expect can play center that might have played center in a game or two. We need a pure center. Absolute pure center and athletic one at that. Claude Bishop, corner nose tackle. Yes, but I do not take a nose tackle outside of the third round or inside of the third round. If it's a stud nose tackle, I consider it in the third round, not with my second round picks, not with my first round picks. Fourth round, definitely. Fourth and, and later, I want to take a nose. And you can get a, you should be able to get a, a good nose. Great run stopper, big guy, big body guy in that area. And that's who I take. Mark, back for his question. Hey, Mark. Uh, Got to do defensive line, cornerback heavy. And th this is deep draft for those positions too, Mark. Um, great draft this year with so many more people coming out. These are also part of the COVID people that stayed in for an extra year, had an extra year of el eligibility. We're going to have some five-year guys coming into the draft this season. So thick drafts, it's good to have a lot of picks. We might be able to bank a couple more picks and get some good people. Hopefully finally find one of our great cornerbacks. If we did with Sutton, 
Sutton, I need. I think we need to find a way to retain him. Right now, he's being projected about a nine mil a year guy. If we can get him for that, lock him in. Because the guy had four interceptions last year, should have had eight. He had four that he jumped that just hit his hands and dropped. Guy is going to be sick. Absolute sick player. I can already see his progression. That's a guy I do not want to let go this season. Or Highsmith. But Highsmith is technically next year. Might have to consider a uh, franchise tag on that guy. Uh, Claude Bishop. Um, Christian Gonzalez is probably the best cornerback in the draft. Yeah, I, I, I think he's being slotted going top 10 in a couple of these picks. I know with the combine, like I usually don't look at mock drafts too much or get too invested into mock drafts here yet, Claude, until after the combine, because the combine is going to put that final metric on there. Their spark scores, their bench press, their speed, their, their shuttles, um, high jump, long jump. Um, you know, that is to see their burst, to see their athleticism. And of course the 40 yard dash, which is probably one of the most overly scrutinized metric in all of draft of the whole draft process. But it's interesting to see once you start getting these big guys pushing 300 pounds, getting down to four, six, four, five range. That's the stuff that's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, and that's the stuff that shoots people up draft boards more than anything else. Absolutely. Uh, Robert, I listened to the vidcast. I wanted to see if you remembered the names. Yeah, well, I had to look it up. <laughs> I am not going to lie. And Robert, you didn't notice. I mentioned your guy too on, on the podcast on uh, Friday. So uh, so yeah, that was definitely uh, definitely in the back of my mind too, to uh, consider him as well as being an option because you turned me on to that at SteelerNation.com, guys, where listeners like yourselves now are joining us in droves. We had Chow Chow Dad come over here from the vidcast asking this question at SteelerNation.com. So guys, click on SteelerNation.com. Click on the football forum button. Takes you right there. It's free to join. We all talk about it. I've got a thread up there right now asking for questions for Friday's show. And that's the only place I take my questions for Friday's show because I'm the Steeler Nation podcast. I'm going to take it from Steeler Nation. So Go on over there and join. Ask me some great questions, and I, I will put them on the show, especially if I see your name and recognize it from the other spot. I am always big on that. That is awesome. Uh, Robert, I consider a trade for a cornerback with the 32, especially if it came with a fifth and sixth rounder. Perfect spot to add tune. Yeah, definitely is. Definitely is. Um, but, yeah, it would, it would have to be an awesome, awesome corner. Something that makes us want to give up the first pick in the second round. But that's going to be a lot of time to be able to consider it. But that also, you know, one thing I've, I've got to mention too about this trade scenario that a, a bunch of us, I guess, haven't put complete thought into. And that is the draft occurs after the start of free agency. It occurs in April. Free agency is March. If the Steelers re-sign Cam Sutton... I think grabbing a cornerback in the draft for trading for picks is off the board. I think he's our number one. Also, a big thing we have to consider is the guy from your school, Cooley, who is currently rostered, who's currently holding a big chunk of our salary cap, William Jackson III on our roster, who could be a shutdown number one corner in his own right, as he has shown. With the, with the Cincinnati Bengals in the past and, and the Redskins and the other teams he's played for. This is a guy which I think was a smart move for the Steelers. Steelers did it just to lock him down so they didn't have to compete for him in free agency. He didn't play all the last year. Steelers don't even give up a trade for him now since he didn't play for the Steelers and he didn't play a down for us last year. Washington gets nothing. Zero. You get nothing, sir. Nothing. Nothing. And you'll like it. <laughs> But we still have him on the roster. Everybody's like, oh, that's an easy cap cut. Save yourself 12 mil. Yes, but parlay that into a contract. Stretch it out. That 12 mil drops to 5 mil. And now we have a starting corner on the roster. That is what I expect the Steelers to do, especially since they've been trying to get him healthy. They've been working with him. He seems to want to really play for the Steelers. So... You should be excited, Cooley, about a former Coug finally coming to the Steelers after you wanted to draft him and you were so high on drafting him as well in that draft where we were all talking back and forth where we ended up getting Artie Burns 
And since he jumped us to grab the better corner in that draft easily, easily. <laughs> Robert, yes, thanks for throwing the bone and adding Gervais Owens to your list. Would love to add him late in the draft. I would too, especially if we get a lot of picks, like find a way to move back and grab bank some extra picks because that might be the way we're drafting. Like if that stud tackle and that stud corner isn't there at 17, slide back, get that stud guard, bank some picks. And now we're going to be filling up the roster because this is a deep, deep draft, guys. It's a great draft to have a lot of picks. After It's a post-COVID draft with all the COVID rules finally starting to come to toll. Uh, Claude Bishop, how do you feel about taking Myers, the tight end from Notre Dame, with the 32nd pick if he's still there? I love his potential. I love that he, but, you know, he is a definite ability to be a number one tight end. Now, this is the way the Ravens draft. The Ravens draft multiple number one tight ends. Usually they get two good ones and one good blocking back. Steelers usually don't draft multiple top tight ends, especially since they have a second rounder invested in their number one Pat Fryer who is a tough player, plays in a lot of games, hasn't missed many games for us. He's our guy. I don't know if they would spend that high of draft capital on another tight end just because of the way that we're set up and that we need a second tight end, not another first tight end. That's just strictly if, if the Steelers would do that, and I will lend credence to it in this argument, Claude, if the Steelers would draft Myers with that pick at 32, which is probably the only spot the Steelers would have a shot at him being available. Cause I don't think by their next pick in the second round that he'd be available. Um, if they do that, it means the Steelers are going to be a ball control offense running offense like the Ravens, because that's what the Ravens do. But then again, the Ravens top receiver is a tight end. Steelers. It isn't Deontay Johnson's their top receiver. Hopefully Pickens can start making it too. And Pickens is up there too. Pickens still getting more numbers too than, than Fryermuth. It's not like the Ravens because all their balls go to tight ends. <laughs> they don't have wide receivers or their quarterbacks can't get them to wide receivers for some reason, but that's just the way it rolls out. Robert C was waiting to see if you would bring up WJ three. Ah, oh, I know you, you Houston, you Cougars, <laughs> you Cougars are always sitting there waiting to hear that Houston names. <laughs> I hear you. Brian Davis. I've heard a lot of talk that Jackson, the third may retire. I have not heard that yet. Cooley, you let me know if you've heard anything yet. The last thing that I've heard, Brian, was this past week stating that he is uh, rehabbing heavily on his back. He wants to contribute and he wants to play football this year. Obviously, it's, retirement's always on the tri- on the table. We're hearing enough things that um, Hayward's going to be retiring now for three years in a row, which we all know is just bunk. It's just him stating that he's being a leader And he's saying that anyone is replaceable if you don't work hard enough. And he's like, I don't know if I'll be back next year because everybody can be replaced is what he's trying to say, not I'm going to retire. So things can be taken out of context. But the last thing I heard, at least Brian, he's working hard. He's trying to return to the game of football. Robert, if WJ3 will re-sign cheap, it is worth the shot to see if he can produce easily. Easily worth the shot. Because that's why the Steelers traded for him. They, tra- they they traded for him knowing full well that he may not play a down for him that season. They traded for him knowing he had a back injury. That's why the trade was for swapping, what was that, a fifth and a sixth rounder three drafts from now. Not this draft, not the next draft, that draft. So the 2025 draft would have been it but he would have had to have played football this past year and started a game or played in a game for us, which he did not. So that was all full well. Omar Khan knew full well this guy might not play a down for us or even contribute this year. He did not. He's on the roster. This is where you work your magic. Sign him to a longer-term, cap-friendly contract. Everybody's happy. He's got a team to play for. We solidify our corner situation in a cheap, effective way. Would Love that. Great call there, Ruth. Great call, Cooley. Uh, Brian Davis, they will not take a tight end if they are set on developing little head Hayward. 
<laughs> yeah, um, I just don't see Hayward being our second tight end. I see Hayward being our replacement for Derek Watt at fullback and still being third tight end in other situations, also coming in a slap back, also coming in in a multi-ride receiver role because the guy's athletic and he's a matchup problem because he's big and he's strong and he's quick. So look to them using, utilizing him in all of those roles next year. He's got to play above his fighting weight, put on a lot of weight to become a true tight end. But as far as for being a third tight end, he is doing that easily. And I think he could already translate to being our starting fullback. Uh, Robert, that talk comes from WJ3 invested in his fiance's new spa in Cypress, Texas. Okay, gotcha. So since he invested in his uh, fiance's spa, people think he's going to retire and move to Texas. Obviously, he has the money to invest in whatever he wants. That makes sense. Thank you for clarifying that, at least, to getting where those top rumors are coming from. Because I was going off of a direct quote from him. This can be conceived by Steeler fans or pundits or, or sports pundits. Uh, Claude Bishop, no way Mitch is the Steelers' backup quarterback for 10 mil due this season. Please sign for set. Uh, with the way it's sounding, Omar Khan loves Mitchell Trubisky. And that tells me something in the back of my mind. You and I both know it, and Omar Khan knows it. Backup is not worth 10 mil a season. They're not. So if he's starting to project this now into a multi-year scenario, what you're going to see is Mitchell Trubisky signing a contract extension with a $10 million signing bonus because that is his cap hit for the season. And that gets spread out. So that 10 mil then becomes over three years. What is it? Three and a half mil or three and a third mil. Four years, it's two and a quarter mil. And that's on top of whatever salary he's getting as a backup. It would be low, a mil, two mil. So we're looking at a four, four to $5 million cap hit for this guy to become our long-term projected backup. And I'd be happy with it. I would be happy with it. He's a great team leader. He's He plays ball. He didn't complain once when he lost his job to Kenny Pickett. He continued to help him out. And he continued to go down to Florida with Kenny Pickett and all of the receivers. A guy that's upset doesn't do that. A guy that's upset doesn't show up for two years in a row like Mason Rudolph. <laughs> that's a guy that's not going to be on the football team next year. A guy that's not a team guy. A guy that feels he may have been slighted. A guy that's not committed to making the team better or getting more of a rapport with his receivers. That's the difference between Rudolph and Trubisky. And that's why Trubisky looks like he's going to be on this team for a while now. And that's the way they do it. Uh, George Branch is a good defensive back, mainly sl slot corner, strong safety. Yes. And that's why. And that's our needs. We don't have a slot corner. We don't have one. Our best one on the roster is Sutton. And he's a, he's a damn good cover corner on the outside as well. So Steelers have to figure out a way to fill that slot corner role too. And I'm 100% for you. That would be a slot to take Branch. Honestly would. Because then you can bounce him off to both of those spots. Normal sets, have him in the strong, put him in the slot, throw somebody else back when you go in multi-safety. So yeah, yeah, that would be that'd be a fun way to utilize that guy. Brian Davis, yes, Mitch is staying. 10 mil is cheap when your starter is on a rookie deal. True. When your entire cap for all of your quarterbacks is under 12 mil your money your money you're doing it right guys it's time it's eight o'clock now guys we've had a full hour thank you so much for all the great questions obviously quickly go over to steelernation.com football forum sign up for free if you want to ask questions for the the podcast that is pre-released on friday that i edit down that's usually about a 15 to 30 minute podcast easy to chomp on and, and, and go on. But I always have a one big take, talk about some Steeler news and then go into your questions and I get to all of them. So SteelerNation.com, sign up on that football forum, guys. Uh, be sure to go over to uh, YouTube.com, sign up. If you're not subscribed already, I know most of my guys here are subscribed. That's how you know this stuff is going on. And when I record, it actually comes through there 
first. So you guys know when I'm recording and I always record the podcast directly to YouTube before I cut it down and do other stuff. So you guys get first look when you're subscribed. So go to youtube.com slash Steeler Nation, subscribe and be on the know with these guys right now. Um, Tweet us at Steeler Nation, Instagram and Facebook at SteelerNation.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at underscore SN Podcast. And you can always follow Steeler Nation Striker on the tweets, on the tickety talks, on the on the Grammy Grams before Biden chooses to get rid of it for everybody. Uh, that is how you can find me at Steeler Nation Striker, spelled with Y. Why? Because I love doing this crap for you guys. I just do. <laughs> so that is all the time we have on the show. Obviously, it's your show. You get last word. Brian Davis, bye, Striker. I will miss you until next time, my Viking friend. Thank you, Brian Davis. Great to hear from you as always, my friend. Skull, my friend. <laughs> until next time we meet. That is all the time we have on the Steeler Nation vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Striker, with Brian Davis. Rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers!